all the time I say to myself, when I hear the reports coming out of Gaza at the moment and the West Bank and all the things that are happening and all the things that have happened over the years, this is actually our fault. It is my country that started all of this. And I just cannot get over that feeling that we still have not made amends for that dreadful, dreadful decision. I'm referring, of course, initially to the Balfour Declaration, which sounded all very great and wonderful in its first half, but in the second half it said, it being saying that, that the state, that there should be a home for the Jews, but it being clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of the existing non-Jewish people of the area. And what have we done? We have actually watched, watched those people for decades being persecuted and attacked and killed and imprisoned and tortured. And I'm deeply ashamed. Apologies are nonsense. If I just apologise, what does that do? But I just want you to know that I and a lot of my colleagues inside and outside Parliament feel a great sense of guilt for this and would like to do something about it. So why haven't we done anything about it? I was in the House of Commons for several years, many years, and in the House of Lords even longer. The reason is that there is absolutely no interest in the government at all to do anything about this issue. There are all sorts of reasons. Of course, the most fashionable one at the moment is fear of anti-Semitism. We absolutely mustn't criticise Israel or the Israeli government or their actions because that is being anti-Semitic. And it is a complete nonsense that when we criticise the Zionists and the actions of the Zionists in Palestine, that that should be turned into anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism, all forms of racism, are abhorrent. And that is not what it is. It is a resistance and a disgust and a horror at what is being perpetrated on the Palestinian people in Gaza and the West Bank at the moment. Why does the government, and I was asked um, by you, um, Abdullah, why does the British government and other governments, why do they allow this to happen? Isn't it a bit out of character? Well, I've talked about fear, fear of anti-Semitism. It's always being levelled against people. But, you know, if you're in Parliament, you realise just how linked we are to the USA and Europe. And those links are big trade links. We have huge trade links, very lucrative trade links with Israel. We have intelligence links and their expertise in intelligence, although it made me laugh a bit if anyone could laugh at October the 7th, but the marvellous, wonderful Israeli intelligence services that so many countries rely upon uh, did not know that a few soldiers were coming over from, from Gaza to do what they did. I find that very, very curious, but that's an argument for another day. But why, why, why do we not do anything? Trade links, yes, but we've got trade links, we're told, all over the world. It doesn't have to be just Israel. Jewish people have votes, but they're very... Um, 
they're in a minority. They're not a huge number of votes. So it's not just a matter of votes, sub-constituencies it might be. The real thing that happens is, and, and I, I say this hesitantly, because if I was still in either House of Parliament, I'd be hauled over the coals, possibly expelled from my party, and reprimanded over and over again for, for saying such a terrible thing. But there is a lot of financial pressure and influence within Parliament from the Israel lobby. People don't like to hear that, but it is. If anyone was awake two, three, four years ago, there was a wonderful documentary from um, Al Jazeera, I think it was, who had put a plant in Parliament with one of the Labour MPs who was seen to be discussing money exchanges to try and get at one of the other MPs in Parliament who was favourable towards Palestine. We know that this goes on. If you're in the House of Parliament, you know that this goes on. There are friends of Israel groups attached to every party. They are very well funded. They take MPs and peers on very lovely, luxurious tours of Israel and, in brackets, the Holy Land. I call it the unholy land. But money counts, money talks. And I suggest that one of the great influences in Parliament is this feeling of support that they get in money and votes Sometime during a debate in, in the House of Commons or in the House of Lords, nobody's going to take a blind bit of notice of it. But if you say something marginally outrageous, then everyone takes notice of it. You, yes, have a terrible time and get threatened with all sorts of things, but at least it puts Palestine on the map and what is happening in Palestine on the map. And that was my intention, the way I behaved when I was in Parliament. But it really is the lobby that has a huge influence. It's the Board of Deputies of British Jews have a lot of influence over us. The Community Security Trust is constantly in touch with, with, the, with the Home Office and has been recently, of course, because of the rise in anti-Semitic incidents. And I can appreciate that, and nobody wants anti-Semitism. But neither do we want repression of people who are actually trying to point out a terrible injustice that's been going on for decades. One other thing I would touch on about the sort of control that goes on in this country is that I'm sure I'm not alone in feeling that the media, television and radio somehow never tell you the full story. I think this time... Um, due to the terrible events in Gaza, Channel 4 in particular, and certainly Al Jazeera is always fair and truthful and sound, but Channel 4 has gradually been pulling around and is giving the other side and the other point of view. But the other channels are, seem to be, you can see them crossing their fingers and holding their breath um, when people are being interviewed in case... Um, they are reprimanded for allowing anti-Semitism, and I put that in inverted commas, anti-Semitism. It's not real anti-Semitism. It's, it's a, a fabricated one. As, as the first speaker said, Anthony Lerman, it's being weaponized to try, to try and keep us quiet about what's really going on. A flavor 
of, of what goes on in Parliament. And those of us who are campaigning for Palestine and for human rights feel that action should be taken. We don't want to just utter words about international law. It's all very well our government saying, oh, it's against international law. What then? Full stop. We don't do anything about it. 